Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. Podcast with no intro, no advertising. Um, you know, we don't have sponsors, but I do have some people on Patreon that support, so they're they're kind of our sponsors. So thank you to Patreon for uh, listeners who are uh, um, Patreon supporters. Appreciate you and your, um, you know, giving back into the into the world of this work. I don't know. Does any of that make sense? I'm having, a, I'm struggling today with words. Um, thank you to anybody who is um, a Patreon listener who um, supports by by their donations there. Appreciate you. And uh, anyone can um, become a Patreon uh, supporter and I will link that in the show notes. However, it is not necessary. I do this podcast because I feel energized by it. I have no idea if anyone's even listening to it. Um, It literally could be that no one is listening to it at all, but I enjoy the process of it. So here we go. Um, This is the podcast that is all about Aries season. This is the Aries season um, energy report. And what a powerful season we have ahead. I mean, it is, it is all over the place to start with. Okay, let me just go over some of the dates with you. Um, and you can kind of write them down. And I would recommend, you know, if you, if you want to understand your own birth chart, if you want to understand where you're at, what your forecast is right now, um, I have two ways to support you. One is you can do a one-on-one soul astrology session with me where we can kind of go over all of these facets. And number two is I offer um, recorded astrology forecasts that kind of go over the next few months of how the energy will affect you. And both of those are available on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. I, I do my one-on-one sessions remotely via Zoom or in person in Kingston, New York. And my recorded forecasts um, just get delivered to you like your own personal podcast, basically, um, and are based on your birth chart. So if you want to start this new year um, understanding how your astrology can support you, um, and the themes going on and everything, please get in touch. And uh, all of those things will be um, detailed in the show notes. But this Aries, this Aries season is really, it's, it is spans so many different energies. Um, so if you have a pen and paper, I'm going to give you the, some of the major dates. Um, on March the 20th, we've got the sun entering Aries. That's going to start our Aries season. On the 21st, we've got our first new moon of two in Aries. Um, On the 23rd, we've got Pluto entering Aquarius. On the 25th, we've got Mars entering Cancer. On the 3rd of April, we've got Mercury entering Taurus, and this is a precursor to Mercury retrograde. On the 6th, we've got a full moon in Libra. On the 11th, we've got Venus entering Gemini. On the 19th, we've got a solar eclipse new moon in Aries, and that's where I'm ending this uh, particular energy report, because after that, we're going to be 
into tourist season. So how interesting, how very, very interesting that um, we have water, we have fire, we have air, we have earth. I mean, we are really, and we're mixing that bag up. Okay, we've got Mars in Cancer. I'm a Mars in Cancer personally, so I'm not going to say that that's a bad place to have Mars, but it's definitely not like having Mars in a fire sign right? Or Mars in Scorpio or something. Um, so we've got Mars in, it's a sign that it's not totally comfortable in. We've got Mercury in a sign it's not comfortable in, being in Taurus. Um, we've got a full moon in Libra, which I would say not comfortable, okay? Um, we've got um, Venus entering Gemini. It's all of these really different energies uh, are aligning with these planets and it's it's a time where it is quite weird <laughs> I don't know how else to put it it's a weird time okay these are a lot of different energies we are really going to be feeling all over the place um, and hopefully that kind of chaos will help us to feel the fire of change burning. And that's the theme for this Aries energy report. Feel the fire of change burning. So let's start with the 20th of March when the sun is going to enter Aries. Welcome to the new astrological year. Okay, we always start the new year actually with Aries season. For, so now is our new, is really that new year energy. So here we are in our new year. Um, I just lost track of my notes. Okay. And um, we're celebrating the spring equinox on this date. Um, couldn't come sooner for those of us who are really just sick of winter. <laughs> I mean, it's not even just that I'm tired of winter. I'm I'm just tired of it being gray outside. I find it very hard when it's it doesn't matter if it's a cold day as long as like the sun is shining for me um and then just that little bit of brightness um kind of is exciting for me but it's nice to be outdoors more and to be in nature and i think that's why spring um in our hemisphere is is so um a, such a welcome time you know so Spring also is a time when that hidden growth of winter starts to burst forth in vibrant and beautiful ways. And that's really inspiring. You know, it's really inspiring when we start to see in a symbolic way, like when we start to see those little even weeds, you know, um, popping up in the concrete and stuff like that. It, it gives us um, something integral inside of like a hope that, oh yeah, like this is what all of this growth has been about. Um, I can see it visually represented, even though, um, you know, this is why we go through these periods of of internal processing and, and why nature has to shut down sometimes seasonally. Um, and it really is so that new growth can come forward. And it's a time of transition and transformation. And we're definitely in a time of transformation uh, in our collective consciousness. And something that is really connecting us all across the world is this shift of Pluto, um, which we're all going to be feeling 
So, you know, in the days leading up to sun entering Aries, it's possible that we're feeling more overwhelmed or sensitive than usual. It's definitely possible we're feeling more tired and just a lack of energy. Um, The end of Pisces season can mean that boundaries might be blurred. Um, Maybe we just need more sleep and we're really engaging more in sleep work. Um, You know, we might be a little bit more prone to substance abuse during this period because we're looking for comfort and soothing and love. But, you know, we really need to look for these qualities in places that nourish rather than in any practices that are related to instant gratification. Now is really the time to set New Year's resolutions and have those the energy behind you to start to really progress with them. So getting clear about that is very important. Aries is the warrior fuel of the zodiac. It's it's the baby that's ready to face the chaos to be born. You know, we're full of gumption to really get things started, to take risks. And, um, you know, where Aries falls in your birth chart or where you have planets in Aries, this is the area that you're most likely going to feel a fresh new start. But even without knowing your astrology, you know, where do you feel called to new beginnings right now? This is something to really focus in on. Aries is going to bring in that quality of ignition. We're going to feel the impulse of our intuition. So we just are going to feel called to act, the push to conquer, to be direct, to be brave. Aries season is the time to initiate action. But we want to remember to go for endurance in the long run over those short-term gains because Aries can sometimes burn so much energy at the outset Um, that it doesn't have the willpower to complete something. So try to keep a slow and steady pace where possible and temper extremes too. Um, The 21st of March, straight away, we've got a new moon in Aries. This is really going to help us anchor in the ritual of setting those intentions in alignment with our uh, inner feelings and our inner self. This Aries season, it's extremely potent. And it's extra spicy. And especially around the first, this first of two moons in in this season, it's going to hit us emotionally with a let's do this phase. All of a sudden, we're going to be woken up out of our sleepy stupor. And we're going to be ready to take a stand, to let our no mean no, to explore new avenues, to share more of our genuine selves actively with the world. So this is the date to very much set intentions through meditation and ritual. But, you know, in order to really achieve results, we're going to need to align those thoughts that we're having, those intentions with our worthiness and intrinsic lovability on a daily basis with a daily practice. What I mean is it's great to set those intentions. Absolutely should do. Uh, But we also need to make sure that how we think on a day-to-day basis is in alignment with our worthiness of receiving and creating those intentions. It's work, 100%. It's a lot of work. It's the only work that matters on a personal level, is how we are in awareness about our thoughts and our process of creativity within and our consciousness around it so that we are actually the one choosing and not letting our mass our master be this conditioned mind on the 23rd of march 
huge, huge, major, major red alert. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Pluto's going to enter Aquarius. What a huge fucking shift this is. Okay, this is a shift for the entire collective consciousness. Let me break down why this is such a huge shift. Now, we're going to have Pluto and Aquarius for 20 years. It's not going to be intense the whole time, right? We know that over a 20-year period, there's many ebbs and flows. It's not like it's just going to be chaos and destruction the entire time. There's growth. There's rebirth. There's all kinds of energy during this. So this is not something to just sit and be terrified about. And in fact, this whole reading really today is about facing fear. Um, but none of us have ever had the energy of Pluto and Aquarius in any of our lifetimes. Okay. Because the last time this transit happened was 1777 to 1797. And this was a period marked by both the French and American revolutions. Okay. So we've got the sign of the re rebel and the revolutionary Aquarius. And what happens during this period? Revolution happens. So we can, we can assume that revolution is 100% part of our experience today. That doesn't mean that we are going to be, you know, we're not going to see maybe uh, people cutting the heads off of monarchs like they did in 17, in the 1700s. Okay, we're not, we don't have to see things out pictured in the same way, but we do need a revolution of sorts for the people, right? And that's something that we should not be taking lightly right now, this new chapter of humanity. Um, there's nothing light about Pluto. Pluto is the heavy process of transformation, and that includes destruction. But that also opens the way for our rebirth. You know, breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. Something must symbolically die to be reborn. The French and American revolutions during this transit last called for new independence and we find ourselves back at this point and more aware than ever who and what exactly has been held outside of independence and democracy. So now is the time to collectively work toward achieving freedom in the form of personal auto autonomy, having physical, emotional and material needs met equally and especially in disbanding old archaic structures that created unfair power dynamics. I don't think there's any question here why the last dregs of Pluto and Capricorn and we've got banking system failures. You know, these structures um, were not built on a, on a solid foundation. And anything that has not been built on a solid foundation is going to find its evolutionary process at some point. Let's hope that over the next 20 years, we're going to see an eradication of the absolutely bipartisan issue of enormous greed and wealth disparity that's happening on Earth and a redistribution of resources so that everybody can have what they need. On a personal level, we're going to gain a new idea of independence within inner beliefs and outer circumstances that stop you from engaging your own freedoms they must evolve. We're going to feel that push and we have time to do it. 20 years is a huge chunk of time in our lives. This is very significant to us as a generation um, and the work that we're here to do. Can you imagine? I mean, we're the generation that's been chosen to live during this time. So we must be more than capable at um, really providing 
this revolution energy um, that, you know, we haven't had in, in hundreds of years. So Aquarius is such an interesting sign because here we have the stark paradox between individualism and cooperation with others. Um, Pluto and Aquarius is here to help us to define who we are, me, I am, underneath the conditioned beliefs and patterns that have been taught and embedded into us. The evolved world that Aquarius longs for is not just one where everybody gets to access their individual self um, and their needs and that and, and that they get to share that unique vision. It's actually one where society is built upon the understanding of this individuation, a world that currently only exists in theory. But the restrictions that we as a society have placed upon our freedom of self um, through our conditioning, they only act as the necessary resistance for us to claim ourself, right? So without the juxtaposition of um, that conditioned conformity, you know, um, energy, we wouldn't have the push to really wholeheartedly embrace ourselves, you know. And I think this is a period where this new chapter of humanity, we have to wholeheartedly embrace ourselves as change makers on a personal level so that we can help enact a new chapter into being. If we're not, uh, if we're not actively and consciously revolutionizing our own experience, we're certainly not going to see it outpictured on a grand scheme. So this is a time to really be a rebel, right? For a cause, for a real cause, not just for shits and giggles or, and not just to appease you know, a, a part of us that doesn't like authority or something like that, but because we have a real um, cause that we are standing behind, that we are embracing, that requires that we make changes personally so that we see those changes out pictured energetically in the world around us. Aries season is actually giving us the courage to rise to the occasion and become passionate for that cause. So it's very interesting that we've got Pluto shifting at this time because we've got some motivation behind it too. You know, we're going to be, we're going to start at least the season with hopefully, knock on wood, a willingness to do the work that is required of us, or at least get it started because we've got 20 years ahead of us to really, uh, to really make that work work for us. On the 25th, things are going to soften slightly when Mars enters Cancer. Mars is warrior fuel. It's that energy to exert outwardly, to be active, to protect, to fight. You know, it's our primal sexuality. Um, and in Cancer, it's really the nurturing mother who can be conflict averse, but can also be a real mama bear. And this placement, it is, um, it's... I think because there's going to be so much intensity and, and rebelliousness in the energy, this brings us back to kind of a, um, a more soft, compassionate, well, how are we going to care for everybody type um, feeling. So, um, you know, I think we need to remember to be direct and assertive during this times and not just sidestep necessary actions like a little crab would. 
um, and to especially tune into any kind of emotional um, manipulation that may be happening when we want to uh, assert ourselves. Let's just be direct instead of it being kind of an emotional uh, uh, avenue. Um, we need to have really strong boundaries at this time and not take on too much and not try to uh, believe that we have to uh, heal and help everybody. We need to really heal and help ourselves. And by doing so, we actually put forth this energetic example that enables others to rise to that occasion too. So, you know, use this energy wisely by celebrating the time that you have with people you care about. Love your people up, you know, um, there's a greater focus with Mars and Cancer on family, ch children, home, safety. It's a wonderful time to nurture and be nurtured. Um, but again, first and foremost, nurture the self. Um, and we want to make sure that we're working on interdependence in our life. So one of the first avenues we might see this Pluto and Aquarius energy coming up is independence around um, codependency. Right, because with Mars in Cancer, sometimes that's how it can manifest as as a um, unhealthy attachments to others. So we get to kind of look at how we do our action and aggression through the lens of our emotions with Mars in Cancer. Um, but Cancer is also an amazing creative energy and a leadership energy. So. If you have trouble with the energy around this time and you don't know what to do. Put all of that action energy into your creative process. You know, um, for me personally, who is a Mars in Cancer, I like to sew, I like to paint, I like to kind of, if I need a place for the energy to go, my emotional energy, whatever, um, then I will create, you know, just, just for the act of doing it, not because um, I'm doing it for any particular reason other than just engaging in the process. On uh, April the 3rd, the next shift that we're going to experience is Mercury entering Taurus. And this is a precursor to Mercury retrograde, which is going to happen in uh, around the 21st of April. So the mood is going to soften slightly um, around Mars entering Cancer on the 25th. And then it's going to ramp back up mentally on April the 3rd with the shift of Mercury into Taurus. You know, the precursor to Mercury in Taurus is Mercury in Aries that can give us kind of like a lot of fiery thoughts. Um, you know, it's not necessarily, we probably have a lot of ideas, but we're not necessarily landed on any one thing. Um, and then Mercury enters Taurus and um, starts the shadow period before the retrograde. So this is an important time to really recognize what is happening within the scope of our thoughts and our mind um, because we're going to review it and go over it a lot. We're going to go over specific issues that are coming up with communication uh, back and forth. You know, we're going forward over the degrees um, starting on the 3rd of April, then we start to retrograde over the degrees on the 21st, and we're going to go back over them again. So we have a period, a long period here, where we're working with this energy of Taurus as it relates to the mind and our communication. So it is an opportunity to focus on practical matters, for sure. 
but we've got to be aware to not let this very resource conscious energy bog us down mentally in obsessions around material security. You know, in some ways we're going to have to really let go of the need for certainty and just trust in ourselves moment to moment, staying connected in oneness, um, and find peace, um, free of acute fear regarding our security. Uh, we're always secure in our spirit. Whatever story life is projecting outwardly, it's merely a tiny blip in the realm of possibilities that are at our fingertips. So we want to use this Mercury and Taurus energy to bring our ideas down to earth and practice patience in our communication with others. Um, but we also want to remember that this energy can bring in a feeling of fear around our material security. And so we want to really trust, create trust around what is really secure in our lives. You know, the, the relationship we have within is really where we're going to find the most security in this life because everything else is going to have its ups and downs. Um, Lastly, you know, anytime that we're going to go into a retrograde, we want to make sure we back up our phones, our computers, and plan routine maintenance on mechanical and technological items. So it's a great time during Mercury retrograde to get your car worked on um, and things like that um, to get your phone fixed. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes we have some headaches around this stuff. So... Be sure to just take the moment to uh, back that stuff up uh, in advance. On the 6th of April, again, so many different energies pouring into Aries season. We have the full moon in Libra. And this full moon is really about ridding ourselves of the superficial and the superfluous. You know, we're asked to live in reality, to live honestly and genuinely, to do our best, to do no harm, to be compassionate to others, but from a deep compassion for self. You know, but I think key within this full moon in Libra is really about, um, you know, you don't have to have everything figured out. You don't have to have no issues and no problems. Okay. Forgive yourself um, for any kind of expectation that life can be absolutely perfect. I mean, this life is not, it's, it's, it has its, its issues. Um, you don't have to be perfect. Okay. And, um, forgive yourself for thinking that you have to be and for holding yourself in judgment where you're not perfect. Life is learning and you're doing that in leaps and bounds and there's nowhere to arrive because you're already right here right now and that's the perfect place to be. This full moon is about how we may please try to please others, manage other people's feelings and experience, uh, succumb to insane pressures from the outside world, the pressure of other people's opinions, emotions, reactions, um, the way that expectations really overwhelm us, how we feel, and can give us a false sense of self um, when it comes to other people's expectations too. You know, Libra is the sign of the other. And so we're looking at how we ourself really relates to others. Um, you know, are we seeing ourselves clearly? Are our perspectives about our worth based on our inherited ideas from our parents, our peers, or society at large? And so there's a feeling of needing to release 
during this full moon in Ari in in Libra, release needing to be liked, needing to be understood. You know, this is about know thyself, love thyself, and really tuning into um, who you are uh, apart from who others want you to be, expect you to be, or how they perceive you. Um, a very interesting full moon during this period. Um, only a few days later, we have Venus entering Gemini. So again, the energy shifting starkly, just all these different stark shifts of, um, of, uh, new, new energy. Oh, I've got to shift gears again. This energy feels different. That that's really what I think is painting this entire airy season is just this rapid fire change changing gears. So after we have the full moon in Libra, now we've got Venus entering Gemini. Um, the energy of Venus helps us to open our capacity for love. It's how we engage with others and maintain connections. It helps us with partnership and aesthetics, and it really has a softening and calming effect on us. Um, Venus helps us to develop our intimate needs it's about being moved by beauty and warmth, and it's increased by openness. And the shadow sides of Venus are vanity, neediness, manipulation, seduction, engaging in instant pleasures rather than true fulfillment that comes from a sense of deep self-worth. And as we round out our stint in Taurus, you know, we might feel more connected to our bodies, healthy treatment of ourselves or our sensuality at a core level. However, perhaps we've seen the negative side to this energy. We may have mistaken pleasure, status, or security for love. And with the entry into um, Gemini, you know, I think we're really being able to communicate clearly with ourselves what love means to us, what it should mean to us, how what our needs really are around giving and receiving love. Gemini is a sign related to how we communicate and take in information. Um, so Venus in Gemini is really a time to listen, to take in information regarding those Venusian themes, and to concentrate further on hearing and being heard in our relationships. This is a time to listen, question, and communicate our needs and connections with others. With this transit, we want to connect with others intellectually too. We're more social, we're more playful and curious about love. But we want to be aware of mind games, attention seeking, and playing the field without care for other people. Uh, Venus represents, again, our desires. And in Gemini, we desire to meet others on the same wavelength. And that should really be our goal right now is to open ourselves up through inter intellectual connection with others, understanding one another with kindness and lightness. Um, you know, if you haven't embraced your own Venusian qualities, you might feel insecure about your self-worth. And true romance can only come when you're feeling secure in yourself as your own best partner, when you've made a commitment to really know yourself. So this is a time to really delve into that information around how you interact with others and why. You know, it's a, it's a time to really understand where our motivation for giving and receiving love really comes from. And if we are open or not open to love, uh, and if we're feeling unworthy, you know, this is a time to really discover what the reasoning is behind that. We're going to end the 
Aries season with a solar eclipse new moon in Aries on the 19th, a second Aries new moon of the season. Um, you know, transformation is a tough business. Um, but it can also come with a sense of humor and this Aries season, it's a wild ride through so many energies, feelings, and expressions. And a lot of this is going to come to culmination during this second new moon in Aries, which is a solar eclipse at the end of a season. So it's, it's rare to have two new moons in the same sign. And my take is this is giving us multiple opportunities to start fresh, uh, a good reminder there, you know, the universe never tires of giving us second chances. Um, the message that's coming in clearly is that this season is really a time to face your fears so that you can stop perpetuating them and create more peace in your existence. What do you fear the most? Is it death? Is it being alone? Is it unworthiness? You know, this is an opportunity to look into the depths of our soul for the answers if you're feeling sick and tired of being scared all the time, you're in the right place. I'm sure as hell fucking sick and tired of feeling fear all the time. I mean, when you, you open up the news, you open up anything, and it is just so driven by fear. And humanity is so fucking exhausted. We're at the end of our rope, and we are overwhelmed and sick of being in fear and terrified on a constant basis. And we've all got to make some changes together. The current state of fear addiction means we're not really living. We're really just surviving. We know subconsciously that there's more to existence than this. You know, that impulse is definitely growing stronger individually. And we must let it. we got to give it a voice and space to make itself known through us. Now is the time to really step into the fire and out of the fear by not forgetting how incredibly bold we are. And this whole season, everything is an opportunity to step outside of the fear. Mars in Cancer is an opportunity to step step outside of the fear of, of safety all the time on an external level. You know, safety comes from within. Um, Venus entering Gemini, you know, step out of the safety of not communicating, you know, communicate clearly and find the safety in that openness of communication the full moon in Libra, you know, stepping outside of the fear of what other people think and how their uh, perceptions define who we are in the world. So, you know, the eclipse energy, it brings a similar energy as a Uranus or Aquarius. So there's a, there's a swift change energy to it. Things are illuminated so there can be no denial. So by the end of Aries season, you know, there is going to be an awakening going on. Something will have woken up inside of you that you didn't formerly um, know <laughs> or weren't clear about. And um, experiences and people and behaviors, they can come into or exit our lives as if by lightning during this period. You know, Inside Degrees has a, a very interesting take on the degree of this new moon. It says it's given to exaggerated negative impressions, at times even condemning self and world to being unworthy and unredeemable. You know, I found this so disappointing for the second new moon. It's like, oh, wow, like the thing to be aware of with the second new moon is how fucking negative we are when we are entrenched in fear. 
We've gotten so good as a society at pointing out hypocrisy or lack of integrity of being able to see problems more clearly. We really have. However, at some point, we just got stuck there. You know, we just got stuck in this habit of judging and in self-righteousness, and we forgot the whole fucking point of being able to see clearly in the first place is to help usher along evolution in a conscious way. We're evolving. Make no mistake, whether we like it or not, it's how life survives on Earth. We're evolving in our intellect and our empathy, and that takes considerable self-responsibility. However, we need to also have a willingness to, to not just point out problems, but the courage to seek solutions and actively play a part in them. And if we're not willing to do the work, then we have no fucking, um, you know, we shouldn't be engaging in a process of judging because we're out of, we're just as hypocritical as what it is we're fucking judging at that point, right? So if we're willing to be someone who uh, points out the issues, we also need to be willing to be part of the solution, which is the harder part. It's much harder to come up with solutions and to actively seek, you know, uh, uh, um, solutions than to just point out the problems. And this is a huge part of where we are as a society and what needs to happen. So during the second new moon in Aries, it's going to be a call to action. Does stuff suck? Fucking it does. Yes, for sure. hundred percent. It sucks. There's plenty of shit that sucks. Let's also be willing to look for the solution to our problems instead of just pointing out what our problems are, okay? And actively play a part in them and to understand where we're the perpetuator of our own problems. You know, there's a time in my life when I felt utterly unredeemable, shunned by my family and my religion for daring to ask questions and follow my own intuition just for being myself, not for being a bad, a murderer or a criminal. Um, and and any, in any case, murderers and criminals are also redeemable. Um, but I was abused and manipulated as a teen by adults into walks of life that I would have to carry with me into my future. I was lost in a sea of addiction, overwhelmed by the absolute enormity of my pain. I felt so unworthy and so unhappy about my life that the world... Um, around me just seemed like a waste. And I really did opt to commit suicide. Obviously, that did not work out in my favor. And here I am able to share um, that only in having the courage to stand forth in the unredeemable with a willingness to, to change can possibilities show themselves. You have to be willing to say, I don't know, but I'm willing to say that there is a possibility for better out there. As long as you create from that openness, from that tiny possibility, then you allow your own inner genius to blossom and for solutions to come forward. You know, 20 years ago, I could not have comprehended the person I would be today. In fact, it would make no fucking sense to me. I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I had no comprehension whatsoever at how redeemable I really was and how worthy I really was in the scheme of things. I had a much different experience. When I opened to that um, worthiness, even just a teeny tiny bit, and at that point, you know, after I had um, failed in my suicide bid, 
my only thing was, I think I'm going to have to try something different. And I'm going to have to try the opposite from what I've been trying. And I just felt that it wasn't my time to go. And I knew nothing else other than that. Nothing else other than a tiny spark of light within. This is how it goes. We don't see the future, really. You know, we get an impression of what might be possible, but it takes so much bravery and courage to live into that future and to really create that. So this is a point in our life where, yes, shit sucks and you deserve a win. A hundred percent. We all fucking do. Um, but we must really work hard to not let the terror and fear that is, that is pictured so easily. That really is money. It's a, it's, it makes so much money. It makes so much money. And we need to not let the commodity of fear be driving us into a state where we're not looking for solutions anymore and we're not actively playing a part in them. All that matters is that we are open just a tiny bit to the infinite possibilities that are available to us should we choose to see things in our awareness and our conscious, uh, our consciousness in that way. Friends, airy season is such a wild roller coaster um, and such an interesting time. Um, it's it's hard to tell how everything. I think everybody will be affected, especially with so many planetary changes and so many different signs. Um, I think everybody's going to be feeling this in their own personal way. Um, and there's kind of a solace in that, you know. I don't think anyone's going to be free of the intensity of Aries season, but I think it's an exciting time. I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen. You know, I am a little scared, but I'm a lot excited too. Sending you all love and remember to uh, check out my website, www.rebeccaconran.com for all of the, um, my offerings, my one-on-one sessions, my recorded astrology forecasts, Um, And I look forward to working with you one-on-one. Lots of love to everybody. Bye-bye.